Hello, this is Druk. This is what happened last time. We made it to Port Mantau and discovered that Giovanni's ship, the POS, is truly... a POS. We also met a human who called himself Mercenary. He was searching for a satyr and a literal cat burglar. After he initially mistook Giovanni and Runar for his targets, the three of us helped him apprehend the thieves. A few days have passed in Portmanteau. After several more inquiries from Druck and a little more gold, the Mariner's Guild agreed to send a trio of sailors to help repair the perennial of Seoul. A druid named Hyrule and her two workmen, Wilbur and Rizzo. They've raised the new sail and they are now using druidic magics and a heck of a lot of tar to waterproof the hull. Meanwhile, Runar has been looking through the scrolls and texts taken from the Storm Tower on Cardalath. He has traveled to Mag Obos, the gnomish merchant colony across the bay, and enlisted the help of a librarian named Damien at the library known as the House of Wisdom. His pet drake, Nails, licks its lips as it looks up to you from under the table. Um, excuse me, um, Damien, um, have you fed that thing recently? Oh, he's always hungry. It's okay. He's looking at me. He doesn't like things with fur. But... Uh, I inspect my arms. Am I growing fur now? Not more than you were before. Ah, can't scare me like that. Anyway, uh, about removing this curse, uh, have you heard of this being reversed? Not exactly, but I feel like these scrolls are helping. Where'd you say you got these? The scrolls came from Cardalath. Wait, Cardalath? Yes. That's on here. Hold on. Go ahead and make an investigation roll with advantage. 19. So I noticed here we began to make a series of spots, and Cardalath seems to be one of those spots. Locales, if you will. Now we're getting somewhere. What you have is a series of sites that are all connected through Imperium. Have you heard of that before? Uh, not in regards of the Placidus Sea, I have not, no. Well, it's what the first men called it anyway. It's the kind of thing that creates mana lines, makes connections under the earth. Uh, okay. Uh, kind of creates magical connections from one thing to the other. And here's what I'm gathering. You were at a spot that is probably oddly connected to the locale that you were cursed in was connected to these Imperium leyline things. Yeah, did you mean to go to Cardalath? Did not intentionally go to Cardalath, no. However, the curse actually took place, um, let me see, uh, I think it was this locale, and he points out a spot that he's marked on the map, and that's where I actually got cursed. That would seem to make sense based on what I'm seeing here. So. You've already established that what we're dealing with here is called the Blessing of the Bestiae, correct? Yeah, there was a cult, but I wouldn't call it a blessing. According to some of these scrolls, it seems that the only thing that will save the world from the ravages of civilization is bestial, bestial powers? That doesn't make a lot of sense, but I guess it's a cult. So, you've heard of some of these names. Rogadag, Aliopus? Yes. Well, apparently you have been given the blessing of the bestiae, and it seems that you need to cleanse these locales in order to stop it because of the connections through the ley lines. Cleanse it? Well, cleanse or destroy would probably work too. Did you destroy something there? Yes, there was a statue. Well, one down. So you spend the next hour or two pouring through tomes with Damien, and he basically runs through the idea that this curse is connected through these mana lines, through these different entities. There were five savage, primal, demonic powers that all have sort of bestial forms. 
One of them is Rogadag, which you've heard of, which is feline. Another is Aliopus, which is shark-like. Another one is Metrox, who's more like a bull. And then Squirm, the pestilent, is rat-like. There was a fifth added, Scattergall, the Hellstorm. And serendipitously, you destroyed the tower tied to him. And what you're told by Damien is that these other four sites need to either be cleansed or destroyed in order to end the curse. Through the mana lines and through the texts, we could see that Aliopus has a spot north of a place called Seldom Seen. Metrox has a spot somewhere in the Lanquan jungle in a place called Calarain. Squirm has a spot in a city named Pazadum. Rogadag has a spot at a forest island west of Vinehaven. It's unnamed, but the description makes you believe it was the place that you were cursed. Lanquan, that's so far away. Yeah, this all makes sense. Hmm, I'll have to talk to the others to see where they think it best to start. Well, I hope you have a good boat. Back at the perennial of Soul, Hyrule approaches Druk, carrying her oaken staff, carved with the images of birds. Her bleached, short-cropped hair contrasts with her black eye patch. Her soiled cotton shirt and breeches are spattered with tar. Behind her, the stout, bristle-haired Wilbur uses a wooden mallet to force a plank to obey, and the lanky, tiger-striped, tattooed Rizzo slops tar onto the deck and wipes his wispy hair from his eyes. Sir, she says, it's time to deal with the vermin below deck. We're not being paid for pest control. And all the work you've done to try to keep this ship afloat, you've forgotten about Runar's complaints that something is living in the ship. We can take care of that. That's not a problem. Do I see Giovanni anywhere? Nope. Uh, Runar? No. Okay. What time of the day is it? Late afternoon. Why don't you guys go ahead and cut out early. We'll take care of it this evening and have it all cleared out for you in the morning. They kind of look at each other. We're being paid by the hour, right? Yep. So, you don't want us to keep working here? Uh, not today, no. I'll give them each five gold. They'll look at each other, pocket their coin, start walking off, leaving a trail of tar behind them. Well, okay. I'll go ahead and kind of make sure everything's battened down and head over to the Admiral Bard. See if I can't find Giovanni in there. As you step into the stone building, there's a ton of music playing, and a brown-eyed woman, minstrel, plays the pan flute accompanied by Giovanni on his lute. I'll grab a beer and watch the performance for a little bit. Does it look like they've been playing for a while? It does, yeah. All right, I'll uh, just keep watching the performance until they take a break and grab Giovanni then. At some point, the song abruptly stops. Hi, Druck! And then he keeps playing. <laughs> His head's wobbling quite a bit. He's singing a song called Two Satyrs Are Better Than One. <laughs> he wraps up one of the songs. The minstrel's name is Reagan. And she says, are you coming back? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yep. I'll be right back. I got to go get this skull face guy a drink. He looks uptight. He really does. It might be the skull face. Hi, Druck. Chill. Repairs on the ship are going well. Good. We need to finally address whatever it is living in the bilges of the ship, however. Oh, just have one of the workers get rid of it. They don't do that sort of thing. That's not in their contract. What? If you gave them 10 gold, it'll be on their contract. They'd do it for 10 gold. I don't know that they would. Here. He gives you a platinum piece. You just go tell them to get rid of it for us, and it'll be fine. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think it will. I think they would prefer we take care of it. Money talks around here. Money talks. <sighs> Here's a drink, by the way. Okay. I will <laughs> go ahead and take my drink and wait for him to get a little drunker and then tell him about a great idea that I had. I'm going to go sing again, and he turns around totally like, <laughs> falls over a table. <laughs> 
<laughs> oops, oops. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, go ahead and slide that platinum over to the bartender. Can you make sure that Minstrel up there gets served some rather uh, stiff drinks while he's performing? Oh, that I can do. Great. I'll just wait till he gets drunk enough and then I'll explain to him that we gotta get back to the ship. He yells out, Did I tell everybody it's my birthday today? Yay! <laughs> Happy birthday to me! Whole tray of drinks gets brought over to you. <laughs> he turns over to Druck and gives him a thumbs up and a big wink. <laughs> Just kind of nod and raise my drink. Do you make a few con checks? Let's do three of them. All right. I got a 12, a 17, and a 21. He seems like he's getting less drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will just wait until he decides that he's tired and wants to go to bed. <laughs> Runar, you're probably coming back to this side of the island. It's gotten dark. Lots of music coming out of the Admiral Bard. You can only guess that you know who the loot player is. I would like to sidle up to truck. Suddenly there's a cat under your arm. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Runar. <laughs> Yeah, yes, Druck. I found out loads of good information. Uh, I found out what we have to do. And fortunately, serendipitously, if you will, we have already done one of the things. Excellent. Fill me in on it. Geo. <laughs> what? Runar's got the information we need. We need to go back to the ship and talk about it. Cool. Have fun. <laughs> you need to come with us. But I'm, I'm busy. Now. But I'm busy. Now. I'll be right back. Wait, why do we gotta go to the ship now? Okay. Don't get me wrong, I love it, but... I thought the perennial soul is your pride and joy. It is one of my pride and joys, yes. I love my ships all the same, you know? It's like a parent and their kids. I had several siblings, and I can tell you that we were not, in fact, treated equally or loved the same. I do not believe <laughs> that line ever. Oh, hey, Druck, he was the one that the parent didn't like, apparently. Ah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're on our way back to the uh, ship. All right. Gio walks the opposite way. No. I am grabbing Giovanni's arm and pushing him towards the ship. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. You get the feeling that he didn't mean to go that way. Again, his head's wobbling quite a bit. <laughs> so you're walking along the docks in the dark. As you approach, you do come across several gibbets hanging from the end of the pier. Metal cages where criminals are sometimes left to die. The first couple that you pass contain skeletons. One of them has tusks, greasy dark hair, and a leather jerkin. Just as you're looking at that one, you hear from another. Psst, psst. Hey, uh, you wouldn't happen to have a little food? Maybe a little water? You look up through the bars of the next gibbet to see Spyro Dwarf Goat. His eyes are red, and flies buzz around his head. Oh, Spyro, what's going on here? Well, they didn't like that I stole those things, so I guess I'm here until they decide to watch me die. Well, here, let me just get you out. And he whips out a little pick of some sort, tries to pick the lock. I put my hand on his. I think we have enough difficulties without looking for others. I was just going to release him of his difficulties, that's all. Yeah, and if anybody figures that out, who do they think they're going to put in the gibbet to replace him? On the other side of the dock, Mal, the cat burglar, hangs at her own gibbet. Big, baleful eyes in the dark looking at you. Hey, look, it's your girlfriend. Excuse me? <laughs> I won't tell your wife, Maribel. Are you just saying random names? <laughs> well, you gotta tell me her name, otherwise I'm just gonna keep saying Maribel. I'll just let you say Maribel because I don't want to tell you. Hi, Kitty Woman. Hello there, boys. I'm gonna try to unlock the Seder one again. I'm going to look around to see if we're gonna get arrested for his attempts. Okay, Rory Perception over there. 19. You don't see anybody that would probably be of any concern at this point. Geo, do you want to make a dex check? Because you don't have lockpicks, right? Sure. <laughs> Nine. You think you're going to break the picks? Well, hey, sorry, Dwarf Goat. I guess you're staying in here tonight, and he starts he stumbling away. Like, here, let me, let me try those. Oh, here. Okay, there All you right, go. There we go. Here, let me help you. Yep. Ah, thanks. Oh, no problem. All right, excuse me. Make sure you get your cat friend. 
creaks open, and he drops down onto the dock next to you. Oh, yeah, I got it. Ah, we'll, perfect. We'll nice. Take it from here. Thank you. Excellent. No problem. I cannot see anything possibly going wrong with them getting released. <laughs> It'll be fine. You haven't seen that Merc guy around, have you? Um, no, I haven't. Not today. Well, if you see him, tell him, ha ha, I'm out. <laughs> I will. I'll be like, ha ha. <laughs> we got him out of the cage, sucker. Love it. <laughs> Stairs gotta stick together. That's right. That should be a song. Oh, hey, I did write a song about us, by the way. Oh. Well, you missed I, it. I will be happy to hear it. I probably better go, though. Well, I suppose. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be a bad As idea he's if talking, he went. He, he literally kills over and pops open her lock, and she hops down. See you later on today at the tavern, maybe, or something, and then uh, you'll hear the song. Well, we may lay low a little bit, but possibly soon. Yeah, maybe soon. Okay, we'll run into each other again. Bye, cat lady. Goodbye. Aren't you going to say goodbye, Runar? <clears throat> Good riddance. Oh, jeez. Mm. Farewell. Find some other alley cat. Boy, she likes the satyr, she likes you, she just likes everybody, huh? Now, I'm married, I'm not entertaining this. I'm not even entertaining the concept of you joking about it. I'm a little miffed right now at you. Yeah, what else is new? Right, Druck? Are we anywhere closer to the boat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple minutes down the dock, you get back to the perennial soul. Oh, look at that lovely thing. Boy, you guys are doing a really good job on this. I appreciate all the work. Hey, I gave you your money, right? You did not. I didn't? Oh, okay. No. What do I owe you again? A uh, hundred gold. I'm going to roll insight with disadvantage. See if I can see if you're lying to me. I rolled a five. Oh, jeez. All right. Here's a hundred gold. Thank you. <laughs> Perennial soul is just leaking with tar. I would not say that I'm um, a purveyor of ships, but that doesn't seem normal. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. This old gal's great. And he tabs the side of it and a piece of wood falls off. <laughs> that, that's just an extra piece. It, it didn't, that didn't matter. A couple beady eyes look through the hole and then dart away. I look at Druck. There's got to be a better plan. I'm willing to entertain it, but at the moment we need to take care of whatever is living down below. If this thing sunk, it'd be already at the bottom of the ocean. It's one thing to be afloat at a pier. It's another thing to be afloat out on the ocean. Is it going to make it? Of course it will. And then he waves his hand in front of the boat and he casts mending. And part of it gets repaired right in front of your eyes. His eyes widen with rage. Why haven't you been doing that? Doing what? <laughs> Repairing your ship. Well, get other people to repair it. I don't want to see her all day and do this. I got better things to do. And then he gets a flask out and <laughs> starts drinking a little bit. I look at Chuck. I cannot possibly be the only one that sees a problem with this. Well, no, you're not. <laughs> Let's take this drinking below decks. Is there any sort of pirate person with a sword at their side walking around? Sure. Hey, uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. No, don't listen to him. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> don't, no, no. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, I, sir. I, do, you, not, do not listen to the drunk goat. Use your manners. Jeez. The guy covers his coin pouch and gives a wide berth to the satyr. No, here. So, see, I want to add to your coin pouch. Um, I got a little bit of a rat problem inside my ship. If you'd like to go get rid of that, I'll give you a platinum piece. Not rats. Then he runs off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, scared of rats? I've never seen a pirate scared of rats before. I'm sure there's a pirate afraid of water someplace. Well, you're becoming a pirate and you don't like the water, so I guess that's happening. Right before our eyes. That water's frigid. Well, Wait, soon are you saying I'm becoming a pirate? This is terrible. Well, soon enough you're going to be full of fur and it'll help you stay warm in the water a little bit. I don't think that's how that works. Well, I don't know. I don't know a lot about cats, I guess. Your arm is a little furry, though. Look at that. And I tuck my arm behind me. Could you just go take <laughs> care of your gore wrap problem? Yep. No problem. He jumps up to the ship. Just as you do that, the guy who's holding his pouch puts his guard down, and then you see this little furry hand reach out and steal his pouch. <laughs> oh. So I think that was the rat he was really afraid of. Mm, yeah. Or was it the cat burglar? Meow, meow, meow. How, meow, meow? Meow, how, how? 
I can't believe you guys don't know how to say the word Tabaxi. I think she went by Mau Mau though, which is weird. Degrading even. Man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> you would though, because it was your girlfriend. <laughs> I climb up to the ship, and I look him in the eye, and I try to push him in the water. <laughs> All right. 14. Ah! <laughs> hey! Take it back. Take what back? I am not an infidel. I not... What's the word I'm looking for? You're monogamous. Well, yes, I am monogamous. I'm not a person who goes around having affairs with every little thing that bats his eyes at him like some other people I know here. All right, all right. And then he <laughs> lays back in the water just floating on his back. His eyes start to close a little bit. <laughs> I do apologize, Chuck. I really did not mean for that to be the setback that it is. That's quite all right. I'm just going to go ahead and take care of this uh, rat problem. I'm going down below decks. I'll come with you. Uh, stealth. You both start going down the stairs, and Druck goes down nice and quiet. Bow's out, just padding his way down. Just as Druck hits the bottom of the stairs, there's a creaking sound above you as Runar falls through the deck and lands splat in front of you. <laughs> hey, whoa, hey, whoa, what's going on in there? <clears throat> Your ship needs more repairs. Oh, this feels great. Ow, I think I got a splinter. Well, if it's not an emergency, we'll do it tomorrow. With your dark vision, you see that there is a family of verminous here that we're all sitting down to have dinner. <laughs> and there's literally 12 kids of all different sizes. <laughs> you see the mom and dad and all of these kids, and they all just start screaming like little children. I, th I think we are here to serve your eviction notice. Oh, what's going on? You hear a thump as Giovanni jumps up on the boat, and then he starts running down the steps and falls <laughs> through the hole. <laughs> uh, ow! Ow! Right onto Runar. Squish. Oh. Hey, I gotta get that fixed. Get off of me! The parents put their hands up. They surrender because of the bow. Like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, hello, peoples. Don't hurt us. All the kids start getting behind the parents. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Needed a little place to stay for a while, I see. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've been here for for quite a while. We didn't think anyone would come back to this place. <laughs> well, uh, we are back. So, um, you stay the night. You leave tomorrow. We'll call it even. Does that work for me? Does that work for you? Well, that's awfully kind of you. Is there anything we can do? Do you need help with the ship? You look around and there's just garbage everywhere. <laughs> and like, we could probably clean up for you. If, could we stay a little longer if we clean up for you? Well, we have to uh, head out in just a couple days. So you clean up for the next couple days. You can stay here in the night. That's fine. Hey, I, perhaps we should um, talk to him a little bit. Uh, so how do you feel about traveling to mystical islands where people <laughs> have been cursed? <laughs> Oh, hey, yeah, do you two know how to work a ship? Actually, we were sailors for a while. My name is Filbert. This is Hazel. The kids would be a lot of help. <laughs> Look at that, we got our crew. Oh, okay, okay. And you're okay with traveling to islands with mystical powers that turn people into, you know, cats? <laughs> they all scream again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, well, what if we got you to at least, like, an island, and if it was nice and had some coconuts and stuff, you stay there, and then we'll, uh... Are there lots of shiny things there? To the right individuals, the items will be very shiny. Because, I mean, if there's pay in it, we could certainly use jobs. Now, wait a minute. Haven't you gotten free rent for a little while now? Come on, now. Let's be honest. What do you think, Drug? Should we just take him on his crew? I think that sounds like an excellent idea. Maybe kind of downplay the destination and concentrate more on the voyage. Hey, wait, where are we going again? I got a slew of places we need to head. Oh, yeah, from the scroll stuff. You found out you've been working with the gnomes? Yep, got a whole four locations we need to go to. Four locations? Wow, you got cursed in four places. That's crazy. Wait, so are you going to, like, turn into a cat and then later on turn into a dog, then later on turn into a dolphin, and then later on turn into, like, a shark? Please tell me that's the case. I don't know, and I'm not going to find out. Ah. Uh, rat people, he's a little crabby. 
I am grouchy at the satyr when he is being a satyr, as far as I can tell. You, you do you. All right, we got a crew. Clean up a bit and Clean we'll take you along. A lot. Like, well, spotless. I mean, it's not that messy. <laughs> I look around. Is it? It's a rat's nest. <clears throat> Maybe you should say clean up a lot. Okay, clean up a lot. Each kid slaps the head of the one that's smaller than them. Like, get to work, get to work, get to work. And just kind of works down the line. <laughs> and Gio finds a pile of junk and he goes over to it and starts looking through it. He's very interested. And then one of the kids is by him and he's like, hey, check this out. I got some fun stuff in here. And he starts taking out little trinkets, showing the kids. Just totally random stuff like the seashells and the shepherd's crook. And the one that you're showing it to specifically, she's a little bit cross-eyed. And when you go to hand her everything, she starts to immediately put it in her mouth. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's not very tasty, but... She's like... <laughs> He's just showing them all sorts of stuff. He's showing them, like, even hooks and little knives and... Knives <laughs> yeah. and hooks to the child that's putting things in her mouth. <laughs> she puts a knife in her mouth. <laughs> Spits it out. Big fur ball comes out. You got a little whistle, the bugle, his instruments, <laughs> different gems. Kid running around blowing a bugle. <laughs> Parents look at you like, uh, what'd you do? <laughs> Have a good night, and he gives the girl the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Track, I, did you manage to procure a lodging somewhere off the ship? I did not. I've been working on getting the ship up and running. I was assuming that you know, uh, Giovanni was going to take care of lodging. Well, I was assuming a lot. Yeah, well, you know, I can always sleep on the deck, I suppose. If the crow's nest is any quieter. You climb to the crow's nest and then <laughs> you're back on the deck. <laughs> it breaks <laughs> apart. <laughs> Drac, what's going on? Jeez. Uh, I was planning on getting some sleep. Oh, I totally meant Runar there. Whoops. <laughs> name slip, name slip. Ooh, I should probably get some sleep. Wait, I think that lady wanted another dance. I'll be back. No, no, nope, nope. You <laughs> just need to stay here. You've had your night's worth of entertainment. But she thought I was charming and funny, like everybody at the tavern. You need to be here to show the repair people in the morning what needs to be done, because nobody knows a ship like her captain. That's a pretty good point, really. I mean, nobody knows the ship like I do. Yes. Good point, right, Jack? That's a pretty good point. Yeah, that sounds like... <laughs> Should have told me this a few days ago. <laughs> I could have been helping the whole time. I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to go to the captain's quarters. And I go watch myself under the bed underneath. <laughs> Giovanni gets out a deck of cards and starts showing little magic tricks to the kids. They're amused and loud as they're all getting all worked up and blowing whistles and bugles and <laughs> sort of chasing them around. He just hangs out there until he passes out. <laughs> the next morning, you are woken to a bugle. And there are several little rat kids sitting on your belly, Geo, and bouncing up and down, laughing. Ah, hey kids. Is it that time already? Nods with the missing front tooth. <laughs> Cute little buggers. All right. <sighs> well, I'll see you later. I'm going to go over to this tavern that's across the way. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> he gets out a dice and throws it on the ground for him. He starts walking by Druck and Runar. The little girl puts the dice in her mouth and runs off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh... Morning. No. Bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> we need to have a discussion. Yeah, walk with me. We'll have breakfast. Uh, uh, how about we have the discussion here before the crew shows up? This place is disgusting. <laughs> have you seen it in there? to clean it up. <laughs> oh, hey, wait. I think we did say something like that last night, right? How about you repeat yourself? I think we did say something about that last night, didn't we? Well, that is exactly what I meant. Oh, all right. How about you repeat yourself to your rattling crew? Hey, Philbert and Hazel, you got to do some of the cleaning. Like, at least some. Oh, you need to do all of the cleaning. All of the cleaning. We're on it. We're on it. Come on, kids. 
No, kids, really? They're just running around. <laughs> he has no control over those kids. <laughs> How far do you think the ship can make it? <laughs> this baby's fine. It's going to make it wherever you want to go to. Okay, so I want you to look at the ship over there. <laughs> yeah. Look at the ship. It's beautiful. The sun is just shining behind it. The craftsmanship is just in full glory. That one's really nice. That kind of reminds me of my Sea Titan. Did I ever tell you about the Sea Titan? It is immaculate. Yeah, I remember you talking great things about the Perennial Soul. And I want oh, yeah. you to take the look at the Perennial Soul. This baby's perfect. It's fine. We can make it wherever. By the way, where do we have to go? Juan Quan. Ah, oh, we're going to the jungles? I mean, it's the first destination. I figure we just get out of the way first. Oh, okay. Go all the way west. Wait, what do you mean first? What do we what do we gotta do? What are we doing? So we have to go to Long Kwan, and then we have to go to the ruins of Pazadum, and then we gotta go to an island north of Sultan We have to go to a place called Paws of Doom. Paws of Doom. Like deadly cats, like paws of doom. Uh, uh no, that's actually supposed to be rat like. Uh, oh. the the cat place is west of Vinehaven. Oh I know Vinehaven, okay. But it's, it's west of Vinehaven, it's not in Vinehaven, just mm. to be clear. You gotta go to all these places to remove your curse? Well, they're all interconnected. Oh, man. Why don't you just stay a cat and call it good? It'd be a lot easier. But that's not who I was, and that's not who I want to be. One of the little rat kids holds your leg and says, I do love you as a cat. <laughs> oh, see? Look at that. A rat kid is saying they love you as a cat. That's how much they love you. They're not worried about you eating this rat kid, right? You're not worried about that, are you, kid? You know, I'll just ask the shipwright when they show up. So I want you to stay here and see what the shipwright has to say about your ship. <sighs> also, maybe you should talk to them and direct them as the captain of the ship and then all the spots that are best need to be repaired because we only got them for a few days. The captain doesn't need any advice on their ship. I'll be No, fine. no, no. You're giving the advice to the shipwrights to fix. Yes. Okay, got it. Giovanni gets a flask out of his vest. The three sailors show up, Hiral and Wilbur and Rizzo. Hiral's holding her staff. You know her to be a druid. It seems messier here today. Did you take care of the vermin problem? <laughs> well, um, kind of, sort of, yes. There'll be a little verminous family running around. You just ignore them. They're technically the crew now? <laughs> <laughs> They're just a little messy. What did I just step in? Don't, Don't ask too much. I do apologize for the hole over there in the crow's nest. They looked safe last night. Hero, was it? Yes. If you had to sail the ship someplace, what is the furthest destination you would deem reasonable? Oh, you're just, it's just so rude. Ask me after a couple hours here. We have some work to do today. I don't know that I would trust it to go anywhere at this moment. Not go anywhere. But we'll see what we can do. We'll give it a test run. Giovanni, I've changed my mind perhaps it's best. You went to the Admiral's Bar because you'll probably just... Make more money there? I mean, to be underfoot. Ah. Make more money there? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Then I can pay people other things. Yeah. Hmm. Ah. Okay, well, I mean, if you insist, I'll go to the Admiral Bard. Yeah. Hiral says, we will call you back. We won't do a test run without the captain. He's the captain, correct? Yes, I am the captain, yes. Okay. He's the owner of the ship? Well, unless he names someone else captain, I guess that makes it him. Giovanni walks off to the tavern. He starts skipping. He's very excited. <laughs> To be clear, Harold, when he returns, he will be at least two sheets in the wind, maybe three. As you look down from the ship, and he's skipping his way towards Admiral Bard, you <laughs> see that Spyro Dwarfgoat and Mao are both in gibbets again. <laughs> <laughs> he stops, frees them, they go running off. <laughs> uh. This ship isn't going to make it to the Long Quan, is it? Well, we'll find one that will. Do you think, by chance, that this alleged ship of the Sea Titan and Engolarod is going to be any better than the last two? Given the history, I don't think so. I think it's best we just get this one seaworthy and try and do repairs as we move along. I wonder if we could hire somebody from the Mariner's Guild as a ship, right? It might be worth taking a look at. 
You know what? Only if there was an expert right here. Yeah, I mean, if we had one. Right, right. Hero, uh, does your guild hire out shipwrights for crews? Anything's possible for a price. Uh, who would I have to talk to? Let's just see what we can do with this first. You know, just in case, you know, something stupid's like, you know, I fall through the stairs again. Wilbur kind of looks down at you. He's the stocky guy, bare-chested. He's like, look, you're lucky you got us. Let's see what we can do here. I have every confidence that you will do your best in the moment. I'm just saying I am predicting future problems, and I would like somebody on hand. Noted. When they start working again. Most of the day passes as they work. Things are getting cleaned out from underneath by the verminous family. After spending far too much time trying to scoop Giovanni out of the Admiral Bard, everybody's back on the ship, and they are ready to take their voyage out into the bay. Hero says that what she would like to do is get us past the chain, get us actually out into the sea. Not far, but long enough to test it. I can't believe you guys are making me do this. This is so embarrassing. What? I, it, you're the captain of the ship. Are you? Unless you're going to name Druck or myself as the captain. It's going to be fine. You don't test your equipment first? I just kind of eyeball it. Druck and I would feel much better if you would allow <laughs> the test to proceed as planned. Well, that's fine. I'm just saying it. I'm a little embarrassed. The sun is just starting to meet the horizon, turning red. The new sails fill as the canvas sounds out. The wind fills your ears and salt sea fills your nose. The shadow of the Colossus passes across the deck, and before you, the harbor chain is given slack and begins to sink into the sea as you approach. You smile and turn to Hero. She smiles back, revealing rows of fanged teeth. Her skin is a gray-blue, and gills sprout from her neck. Wilbur holds up his wooden mallet, and his face transforms into that of a tusked boar with bristled mutton chops. Rizzo brandishes his short sword. White-gray fur covers his skin, and his features become similar to the verminous, with cold pink eyes and chittering rodent teeth. Everybody roll their initiatives. Yeah. 13. 11! 21. Runar, something doesn't seem right. Are you still in our ship? Like we would want this piece of junk. Then why drag us out here? Now that you breach the bay, you look around and there's nothing around you. Like, this doesn't make any sense. We could have worked something out back in town. Hero takes her staff, it sprouts thorns, and she swings towards you, Runar. You only take three points of piercing damage, but she drags you closer to her. Wilbur goes to swing towards Druk with his mallet and squeals like a pig as he comes your way. You're going to take 11 points of bludgeoning damage. He's going to try to hit you with his tusks, and you dodge out of the way. Giovanni, the rat-like Rizzo, swings at you with his short sword and misses. He also tries to take a bite. Uh, The bite does catch you. I'll use the luck point. Okay, make him re-roll. Oh, that worked. All right, just comes in to bite, and you jump out of the way just in time. (laughs) Hey, now. The verminous couple take out daggers, and they both throw at Rizzo, the rat person. They clearly have picked him out as somebody they don't like. It just sort of bounces off of him. Giovanni, it's your turn. You've got this rat person on you. Hey now, hey now, put your stuff down. Why in the world are you doing this? Also, language, please. I can't believe you're saying this piece of junk. This is my POS. I'm going to disengage and take a shot at Harrow. 15? 15 will hit. Okay. 18 points of piercing damage, 1 point of radiant damage, and 5 points of acid. So just as this druid brings you close to her, you see this arrow just jab, and it actually kind of pokes through her a little bit from behind. Runar, it's your turn. I refuse to be dragged to the depths of the sea by some random were-shark because I'm going home to my wife, and he just tries to claw her face off, literally. We're going to do the first attack. Uh, That'll miss. And the second attack, 20. Yep, so second attack hits. All right, I'm going to spend a key point, and we are going to stunning strike. The attack is magical, and I do eight points of slashing damage, and I will up bonus action crane kicker. 22 to hit. 22 hits. Four points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. 
that seems to knock her out of the stun when you hit her and she kind of says something to the extent there's nothing random about this when you kick her she flies back and hits the railing on the side of the ship buckles her over and she hits the ground unconscious Wilbur charges you Runar starting with the tusks ooh and he missed and then he swings with the mallet mallet's gonna hit for 8 points of bludgeoning Giovanni Rizzo Wilbur are you done yet? Because you will not be able to step foot back at this Mariner's Guild. You're done. So leave us be now, or it's the end of you. There's only two of you left. And then he points over at the Verminous and he says, you go take care of the kids. Rizzo says, there won't be a Mariner's Guild when we're done. Jack, it's your turn. I'm going to take a shot at him. Okay. 19. 19 hits. The two verminous run downstairs, grab one of the kids that's come up to figure out what's happening. Bernard, your turn. I take my hands, cup them, and I just smash both sides of Wilbur's head. Okay. Does a 16 hit him? It does. Eight points of bludgeoning damage. And then I will spend a key point and do flurry of blows. Cat smashed on the face. An 18 for nine points of slashing damage. And 14. That'll hit. Okay, nine more points of bludgeoning damage. And he's just kind of staggering there because he's stunned. Rizzo looks at you with his pink eyes, Geo, and the short sword comes in at your gut. Somehow he doesn't catch you quite right. You sort of sidestep it a little bit, and then he goes to bite you in the shoulder. You take four points of piercing damage. Giovanni, it's your turn. He's biting at you. Ah, oh, you're doing this the wrong way, my friend. This is not going to end well. And he pulls his sword and jabs at his stomach. 18 to hit for 7 points of damage. Jock, it's your turn. I'm going to go ahead and take one more shot at Rizzo. Don't think a 9's going to hit. Runar, up to you. I'm just going to do the, the cat bop. The swiney nose, that was a really bad roll. 11. 11 hits? Hmm. <laughs> He's shirtless. His abs take six points of damage. (laughs) Well, that'd be a 20 hit. For four points of damage. Another uh, flurry of blows. A 22 to hit for four points of damage. Again, just the repeated cat wax on the face. There we go. That would be a net 20 on the last attack. Nice. Nice. 14 points of slashing damage as I just continually smash. The last one really almost looks like it broke his nose or something. He's still standing there and he actually shakes off the stun. This time it doesn't affect him. He is going to try to bear down with you with his tusks. He hits you. Nine points of piercing. He's also going to swing with his hammer and he says, you will come with us. You dodge out of the way. What now? Rizzo's turn. Tries to take another bite and misses at Geo. And takes a swing with his sword. I'll use a luck point on that one. Okay. Oh, you made him roll a one. Sweet. <laughs> it's your turn. Druck, why don't you finish this ugly guy off with that nice bow you got right there and give you bardic inspiration. There you go. And let me soften him up a bit again. And he stabs him back in the stomach. 17 for 12 points of damage. Looks like he's about to fall over, but he kind of stands up and holds his sword like he's just trying to take one more stand against you. Jock, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to take care of this real quick. 17. Okay, 29 points of piercing damage and five points of lightning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, he's standing there spitting blood, and this arrow just comes straight into his cranium. Almost cuts the head in half, and he falls (laughs) to the ground in front of Geo. Runar, it's your turn. Still fighting this boar. While your allies are dropping around you like flies, would you care to elaborate on the, me going with you? Like, is there like a, some sort of soiree, or are you just trying to kidnap me? Roll your persuasion. One. Apparently, I'm not very... <laughs> <laughs> he runs towards the side of the ship away from you. You take a swipe, and as he's running, he takes the mallet and just smashes Kirill's head to bits as he goes by and then jumps into the water. Druck, let's get up on the ship. Let's wait for him to come back up. Boars can't breathe underwater. 
I'm going to go ahead and follow him off the ship and land wherever <laughs> I saw him splash. With your ring of water walking? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you make a pretty awesome leap down, land kind of with a crouched stance, and you can see where he is under the water. He's swimming completely underwater. Okay. Yeah, I'll wait for him <laughs> to come up, keep an eye on him. Eventually he's got to take a breath, so he comes yep. up right below you. 29. That hits a lot. 25 points of piercing and 5 points of fire damage. He comes up. Goes right through his head and fire shoots out of his mouth. He just floats there. Chuck him over my back and run back to the ship. When you flip him around, he's back to being a human. I'll go check on Hero. She doesn't have a head anymore. I think we need to file a complaint with this Mariner's Guild. I think they didn't want to tell us why they were taking us. We probably should have kept one alive, but... Oops! <laughs> hmm. Rizzo might be alive. <laughs> the arrow completely went through his skull. It's sticking out of an eyeball. What, Is he going to be the... okay? <laughs> no, um, no. Hey, let me go uh, check on Hazel and Filbert here just a second. Hey, hey, uh, you two, is everything okay? Boy, there's a huge mess up here. Uh, if you could get to that as soon as you can, that'd be great. I probably don't want to send the kids for this one. Oh my god, you use common sense. I have common sense? Jeez. You're so I... rude. I'm sick of everybody being rude. What is up with these? Why do these people try to take our stuff? Well, we can't talk to them because their mouths are bigger than their head now, but... I got several gouges. Jerks. Wait, is this what happened with the crocodile? Um, kind of, yeah. What? I gotta go take a leak. I'll be right back. <laughs> Filbert pops his head up. Ugh. Yeah, I'll keep the kids down here. I'm afraid she'll put something in her mouth. <laughs> hey, uh, that was not a verminous. There was something wrong with that guy. Yeah, it was like kind of like a werewolf except a rat thing. Were-rats. Yeah, I think that's a thing, were-rat. But yeah, yeah. that was bad. Is he gone? <laughs> Forever. He'll be officially gone once you throw him overboard. Wait, we, do we have to stake through the heart or anything on these things? I wouldn't. I, do we? Here, he p pulls off a piece of the ship <laughs> and jabs it through the heart. <laughs> yeah, that'll take care of him. <laughs> I think that was vampires. I think the arrow sufficed. But, uh, you know, better, better safe than sorry. And uh... That's what I'm thinking, right? Just a quick thought. Uh, these were the people working on my ship, so... Don't feel uh, super great about that, so I think maybe tonight I'll be checking over my ship, making sure they didn't mess this thing up, you know? Because if it sinks, it's their fault. Random question, who were they actually after? Oh, I don't know. I tried talking to them, but kept stabbing me and biting me. I didn't fare much better. Um, Jack, did you try talking to them? No, when they started swinging swords and biting you, I decided to just forego negotiation. I'm going to start checking the ship right now. That oh, seems like a good idea. Yep. Let's make sure nothing's messed up on the ship. You hear him cast mending again after a few minutes. Bruno, you find yourself drawn to the staff laying there because it's got little birdie carvings on it. I lift it up. I look at it. It's carved from head to toe with birds. As you look closely, you do find a little symbol. It's almost like a stamp of a tree wrapped in blossoming leafy vines. Oh, this seems very nice. Very nice. Hey, what you got there? I have a stick. Ooh, can I take a look? No. Do I recognize the tree? Make a religion check. That would be a 11. You're not 100% sure, but you think it might be some god of nature or some sort of natural power. I search the bodies of Rizzo and Wilbur. Between the three of them, you get back the money that you paid them and an extra 90 gold. I'm looking for like any kind of notes or... You don't find anything like a letter or something like that, but you do find that all of them have bite marks in hidden places like up their sleeves, on their legs. Do they match their teeth marks, so to speak? The boar has like what appears to be a boar mark and the rat has what appears to be a rat Not mark? Not necessarily, no. They're all pretty similar. Curious? I'm really confused by all of this. 
they said something about taking out the Mariner's Guild. They said something about taking us someplace. This is all very confusing. I will just report it to the Mariner's Guild tomorrow. Actually, I'll go there tonight and see if Unky's around, but he's probably not. I don't know. Sometimes he works late. Who? Unky. Unky? Yeah. Is he your uncle? <laughs> he's not, no. Anyway, um, perhaps, uh, I don't have a better idea. Do you, Chuck? Uh, I'm currently double-checking to make sure nothing's been sabotaged. Yeah, so far, so good. You're like, everything looks fine, and then you go below deck, and the rats are down there trying to clean up, and you can see that the ship is taking on water. Ah! Alright, let's get it back to the dock. Runar, are you sure you really don't want to just be a cat? <laughs> Who would I talk to about chartering a ship? I will get this up and going, I promise. There's nothing wrong with my POS. I can fix it. You can fix it. They obviously poked Why some holes in it. Why did we hire three assassins to kill us? I mean, three assassins to fix the ship, then. Well, you need to ask Druk, because he's the one who hired him. Why did we hire <laughs> people to fix the boat if you can just do it? Plus, we have a crew now. They're cleaning up right now. Oh my goodness, they're having the kids clean up. Ah, ooh, terrible. Not very good parents, these two. Boy, I'm getting kind of tired. I think I'm going to uh, go to the tavern. We're at sea! Oh, yeah, once we get to the dock, yeah. yeah. Once we get the uh, POS turned around, I'm going to go ahead and hop off the uh, ship and run back to the harbor master. Is there uh, any chance you can lower the chain again? Wait, what ship is that out there? The perennial assault, we just took it out for a test drive. Oh, gosh, yeah, you better come back in here. Yeah, we're taking mm -hmm. on water. Oh, yeah, <laughs> not surprising. Good-looking sails, though. Oh, those are nice. <laughs> Thank you. Those, those are brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, just the rest of the boat, then. <laughs> I'll go back into the Admiral Bard and just start drinking. All right. <laughs> All right, you get it anchored, moored up to one of the docks. The verminists are going to work on cleaning the place up a little bit more. I am going to the Mariner's Guild. I need to file a complaint. So you show up in the Mariner's Guild house. Yep, I demand to speak to Unky. Unky. Okay, I knew that wasn't a thing. Why did I say that? <laughs> I need to speak to somebody of um, at least middle management. What can we help you with? So you sent over three workers to the Perennial of Soul, yes? There was an agreement to send workers to the Perennial of Soul. Yeah, I want to file a complaint about those workers. We hadn't sent them yet. They were due to come at the beginning of the week. Was this information perchance relayed to the Skull-Faced Elf? Well, we told them we'd send them when we could. So, they're going to be here next week? Looks at his ledgers. Looks like that's the plan. Oh. Um, Are you not needing them anymore? Have you heard of somebody named Hirol or Wilbur? I'm getting a lot of blank stares here. Uh, let me try one more. Rizzo? Looks at his co-worker behind the counter. They shrug. Should we have? Is there an assassin's guild in town, perchance? <laughs> uh, we don't do that sort of business. <laughs> Shutters close. I, I wasn't <laughs> around. Uh, uh, do you guys take bribes? Okay, no. <laughs> oh, they, they were cultists? So this inn would have breakfast available. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Be like a family establishment where you'd have like bed and breakfast together. Boy, I think you're onto something. Nah, that wouldn't turn on. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Nobody would want that. Yeah, hey, Who wants yeah. strangers living in their rooms? That's yeah. weird. That's true. Oh, hey, look, Runar's back. He doesn't look very happy. What's going on? I have a question for you, Druk. Okay. So, when you hired the Mariner's Guild to fix the boat... Yeah, they were not very effective. Did they give you an ETA? I think they uh, just said as soon as we could get some available. Mm-hmm, mm hmm Yeah, so I spoke to them. You know when that was? Uh, what, like three days ago? Next week? We had assassins, or cultists. We cultists? Had, we had somebody 
on our ship trying to murder us to f and fix our ship at the same time. Why didn't we ask the Mariners Guild when they were going to actually send the help? That could have, you know, been useful in this situation. Look, people try to assassinate and steal stuff all the time around here. It's fine. I don't appreciate it when they try to assassinate me. Well, I mean, nobody wants to get assassinated, but that's why you stay on your toes, you know? And you're a cat, so you're always on your feet, so it all works out. I don't like that cultist talk, though. Well, um, so the name of the cult might be the Bestial Eyes, and they were very beast-like, and there was, in fact, one of the beast things that we have to go to was, in fact, a shark, a rat, and a boar? One island of each? I don't get it. <laughs> You got it, right, Drock? I don't... Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> well, you know, let me... Hold on. Giovanni whips out a little map. He goes, you know, there's some treasure, I feel like, that I was told about uh, several days ago. Like, we can just go on this treasure hunt here. Kind of like the Golden Monkey. The Golden Monkey of Moonma. Yes, I remember this distinctly. Yeah. Uh, there's also treasure at uh, Longquan, Posidum, a north of Seldom Seen, and west of uh, Vinehaven. Hmm. Okay. But cultists? Lots of cultists? Seems probable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as I recall, the golden monkey of Moon Ma led us to a fight with um, a devil, was it? <laughs> well, I mean, that was like a side thing, though, you know? That was just like happen chance, or whatever that's called. <laughs> yeah, we'll just happen chance and then some cultists. At least we'll know to expect them. Or happenstance. <laughs> <laughs> He has been drinking solid. <laughs> well, I think we wait around for a little bit. Hopefully the folks from the Mariner's Guild will show up and we can get the POS seaworthy. I promise tomorrow morning I will start working on that for the entire day. I will get that less leaky. Like, no leaky. Preferably no leaky. Yeah, no, okay. no leaks. I will all day, all day. Okay, so what happens when you don't make it watertight by the end of the day tomorrow? Don't worry about it. I'll have it done. We'll be good. Okay. And then off to the jungles? They are the furthest. You know, might as well just get the arduous journey out of the way. Okay, we'll go furthest west in my POS. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Why do you look so concerned? <laughs> Both of you kind of look a little uh, little worried. We didn't exactly make it out of port. <laughs> well, that's because of the three assassins that messed us up. I promise you I can get you to the jungles. No problem. No problem. I'll work on that ship all day tomorrow and for as long as I need to, nonstop. Okay. Okay. It's a plan. Giovanni, uh... You do know that the Longquan jungle is as far west as you can go on the Placidus. Oh, of course. I've been there before. I've been there several times. Okay. A month later, huh. you have spent all of this time across the Placidus. And finally you see land. Lush jungles ahead of you. A large peak and a volcanic plume in the distance. It's the Longquan jungle. After a long journey on the perennial soul across the Placidus Sea, Hazel comes up to you, Druck. Huh. Look at that. And she immediately jumps off. <laughs> <laughs> she she, <laughs> she immediately jumps off of the ship into the water. Gilbert hey. follows suit. Wait. Wait. Where are you? Where you go? Where you, wait, wait, what, what, what? One by one, the kids that you've never learned the names of. <laughs> wait, all twelve of them jump into the water. But you still got something in your mouth. <laughs> um, that cannot possibly be a good sign. I run down below deck. It's neck deep in water. <laughs> I run back up. So, uh, how much water can we take on before the ship completely sinks? Uh, weird question. Uh, because it's about here, and I, I like, indicate my dad. <laughs> indicate my dad. Like, it's about this high in the, in the bottom of the ship. The boat keeps going. There's no crew left. Giovanni's standing up at the bow, going, I told you I'd get us here! <laughs> See? Ah. Hey, truck. 
Yeah, I'd just jump on your shoulders. We're going to have to swim, and I'd rather not. Why do I have to carry you? Because you can walk in water. You two didn't trust me. This good old POS made it. Look at that. Hey, Druck, why are you holding Runar? Uh, I'm not holding Runar. He's just on me. It's almost like he's afraid to get in the water or something. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of your boat above water right now. Ah, oh, nope. Uh, nope. Hmm. Well, we at least got here, I told you. I'll just start jogging over to the shore and drop Runar off and run back. Huh. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of this ship. <laughs> he comes eye level to you as the ship sinks faster. He's like, yeah, but I told you we'd make it. That's true. That's See? true. Trust Giovanni. Uh, ah, the Long Quan. You look over and Giovanni's standing at the shore watching the POS sink and he's crying a little bit and he has his hat off and he's holding his hat to his chest. She had a good run, buddy. That's what I think. Yeah, good run. Good run. She was mostly tar, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> She got us here. She was entirely tar. <laughs> you, you know, maybe a lot of that tar uh, weighted down a little too much, you know? That and the sails. Yeah, it was, it was the probably sails? the quality of the sails that drug it to its doom. Could have been, could have been. Yeah, that's probably what happened. It's real nice of those folks in Ubistan to replenish us when we were running low on provisions. It was awfully nice, um... Wait, maybe now that I think about it, maybe it was all that gold I took from them that weighed the ship down. Excuse me? Wait, what? Speaking of gold, give me a five-star gold review online, please. Oh, yes, yes. And like, subscribe, and follow. I hear that's a good thing. And uh, leave a comment. Uh, you can tell Giovanni what a jerk he is for sinking the ship and stealing all the gold from Uvistan. <laughs> it was so easy to get. They didn't even have guards. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> they were awfully nice people. Maybe a little too nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could ask Druck about, like, uh... Didn't you get married there? <laughs> <laughs>